The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Hey, and welcome to Sports Info UM. This is just Daryl holding it down. Guys, what are we going to do about this NFL? Oh, my goodness. This is, has to be, I think this is one of the worst NFL seasons I've seen probably in my lifetime. I'm 52 years old, ladies and gentlemen, and I think this is possibly one of the worst seasons I've seen. And I think it's because of the games that we have. It's so many games now. It's like these guys are playing on Thursday night, and when you look at a Thursday night game, it's just, it's, it's sad. Because they guys are beat up from Sunday, and they really need the additional two or three days to recover to play on Sunday. And when you've played on Sunday and now you're playing on Thursday, it's kind of difficult. And I really think that this is this is watering down the game. It's not making it entertaining. And when you look at teams like the Cleveland Browns that have not won a game, Oh, my goodness. It's sad to think that here we have the Cleveland Browns. Oh, come on. Oh, and 10. This is sad. This is really sad. And now we're and and some people are actually considering playing additional games. Well, when we're playing this Thursday night game, we're not playing additional game, but we're putting an additional game out there on pay on pay TV and we're making people watch it. And here we look at teams like. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are four and five, and and they're put, and they are really not putting a good brand of football on the field. And the hapless Jaguars have two wins. You know they're not putting a good brand of football on the field. Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. We've been waiting on them, waiting on Andrew Luck to to show us something. They're not putting a good brand of football on the field. They're four and five. And and in some cases, that's a decent record in this league right about now. And when we look at the Houston Texans with a six and three record in a division that's very weak, we have to say, wow, the Houston Texans are not a very good football team, but they're one of the better teams in this day and age NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs are 7-2 and two, and the Oakland Raiders are 7-2. and two. The Denver Broncos, the defending Super Bowl champions, are 7-3. and three. And this year's Denver Broncos don't look nearly as good as last year's Denver Broncos. And we're expecting them to possibly pull out of that division and win the whole win, out, out, out of that Eastern um, the, um, the uh, AFC West and win the whole thing. 
because they are the defending world champions. But hey, look at the Dallas Cowboys. Some might not might say right now they are the best team in the NFL. And it's hard to say that they're not the best team in the NFL. And they've played in a in a in a traditionally known as a tough NFC East division with the Giants, Washington Redskins, and the Philadelphia Eagles in that division. And all of them are holding down a winning record. Um, I'd have to say that the Cowboys probably are one of the best teams, has to be the best team in the NFL because they're playing in a division where they're the, the only team, no, every team in that Eastern, in the NFC East, has a winning record. And in that case, that's the only division in the NFL right now that has the, the, the whether NFC East or not the not the AFC East, the AFC North, the, the AFC South, the AFC West. Um, but the NFC East with the Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Washington Redskins, and the Philadelphia Eagles—they all have a winning record. And the, and the Philadelphia Eagles have a, a four and five record, and at one point we thought the Eagles were going to be, you know, really doing some things uh, with their with their new quarterback Carson Wentz. But now we see that um, the Cowboys are um, the lead dog in that in that pack. But we look down to the team that played in the Super Bowl last year, the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers. Are cellar dwellers in this conference right now? I mean, they're behind the Saints. The Saints are four and five. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the hapless Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the hopeless Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are four and five. They had a win yesterday. We got to pat them on the back for that, though. And the Atlanta Falcons are holding it down with with a six and four record. The Carolina Panthers, and I, and I and I really I, and they they played an awful game yesterday with Kansas City Chiefs coming back to beat them after being um, ahead by 17 points um, going into the second half. But when you look at the Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton, if if he takes a minute tonight and stop focusing on hats and beaver skins and fur skins and fashion and focus on his real job, which is football, I think the NFL MVP from last season, the 2015 NFL MVP can turn this whole thing around and the Panthers could still get a wild card and we've seen wild cards go to the Super Bowl. I really think that in my mind, but I think it's up to Cam Newton. And sometimes, man, when you start when you when, when you start smelling yourself and you you think you're bigger than the game, or maybe they ain't even that. Maybe people constantly in your ear about how good you are, how good you look, how you could do this. Let's go to Paris tomorrow. Hey, man, it ain't about that. It's about football right now. And if he can make it about football right now, I think it's going to be a, a – a, it could be an easily U-turn for the Panthers. We'll be talking about them. Are they going to make the playoffs? And they had an opportunity over the weekend to do that. And um, they let the um, – they let the Chiefs come back and, and spoil that. But the Seattle Seahawks, hey, 
Russell Wilson wasn't playing very well because he was injured. And um, and we have to take that in consideration. He's not a very big man in statue, and he was injured. Uh, but now I think his injuries have um, subsided a little bit, and maybe the, um, the marriage to Sierra has um, kind of reached its um, level of, um, hey, comfort. And, you know, he's kind of understanding work and, and married to Sierra. Ooh, that must be hard. But anyway, um, uh, man, I get sidetracked just thinking about Russell Wilson married to Sierra. Let me get my thoughts together here. Hey, but um, I really think that this Seattle Seahawks team is built for the playoffs, and that's what it takes to be uh, Super Bowl worthy in this in this NFL. And this this team here is probably as close to as good as they were last year as maybe the Cowboys and the New England Patriots. Um, when we look at this year's football, those three teams in my mind stand out. I mean, the, the Patriots, Bill Belichick doesn't let his teams fall very often. But I think some of the moves that he's made early in the season this year will come back to, um, to bite him. Uh, I really think losing that, uh, benching that kid Collins is a – what, what, uh, not benching him, but trading him to the worst team in the league, the Cleveland Browns, who have not won a game yet, was a uh, was one of those mojo moves you just don't don't do, and uh, I think that might that might come back to. And plus that letter that he wrote our president, a lot of people don't like that, but I'm not going there anyway. Um, but I really think that that the New England Patriots, the Dallas Cowboys. This kid Dak Prescott and Dez Bryant is is hey he's playing like a monster, you know Dez Dez realized um, uh, what's going on and our condolences go out to Dez Bryant he lost his father uh, played with a heavy heart over the weekend but he still had a good game hey but right now the Cowboys and their defense and the way they're playing uh, they're they're really they're really standing out and um, you, you have to you have to um, to tip your hat to Jason Garrett because um, this guy has uh, coached under a lot of not necessarily scrutiny, but just a lot of jibber jabber and talk of of Tony Romo and this and that, and he never said anything, you know. And I think that's a that's a wise man, you know. Someone told me once, um, it is best to be silent and thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. You know, and, and Jason Garrett didn't say anything. You never heard him. You know, Jerry Jones was talking and other people were talking. Jason Garrett kept his cool. I, I admire that about him as a coach. Um, as a matter of fact, he gained a lot of a lot of respect from me um, in this NFL coaching game from the way he handled himself. But um, Pete Carroll, oldest coach in the NFL, he doesn't look it. By no means does he look like the oldest coach in the NFL, but he is the oldest coach in the NFL. This this guy is a player's coach. His energy is high. He's he's the guys play their play their hearts out for this cat. Um, it's it's unbelievable how he seems to get the most, the absolute most, out of all of his players. And you know, people that play for guys like that, they'll let you know that, uh, hey, man, this guy, not only is he a coach, he's a coach, an uncle, a father figure, 
that that shoulder to cry on, that person to get right up in your you know what when you need it. He's that kind of guy, you know. And and so you know, I I think you gotta you gotta love a guy like that. And I know guys gotta love playing for a a, a coach like that, you know. But hey, tonight the Bengals. And a lot of people are saying, what's up with the Bengals? They have they're three and four, three, four, and one. And and what's up with the what's up with the Bengals? Um, will this team be in the playoffs? I think so. They're always in the playoffs. What will they do when they get in the playoffs? Probably not much. Um, the Giants, we've always right, we've already established that they're they're playing in the best division in football. Um and if they win tonight, that's gonna probably that's gonna put them in second place in this division. And hey, I, I really like I really like like the Giants. Um, but you know, we were talking earlier about um, about the Cleveland Browns and their situation. Well, you know, when we started out this season, a lot of people had I, I would say high hope high hopes for the Cleveland Browns, but we put it in in bad stock. Now, I know somebody saying, what's bad stock, Daryl? We put it in Robert. And Robert has let us down many times before. You know, I'm talking about Robert Griffin. You know, forget that Robert Griffin III and all that. Just Robert Griffin. Robert. We put our stock in Robert, and he let us down. You know, they, I'm not going to say let us down, but he got hurt. You know, and and you know, a, a lot of people think, well, hey, when you not when you get hurt last year, because you're not prepared, and uh, so Robert got hurt, and the Browns are just just almost floating and waiting for the for the NFL draft. I mean, they're they're not a good team. You know, when we saw Terrell Pryor actually playing quarterback and playing pretty good, we knew that it was just smoke and mirrors. That was uh, that's all that could be because the kid doesn't prepare enough to be a good quarterback in the NFL. And I mean, what I mean is preparing um, off the field, meaning your studying and your your preparation in the in the classroom and on the field where you're getting snaps and repetitions. And if you're a wide receiver in the NFL, you're not getting enough snaps to be a productive or even a good, a decent quarterback. In the NFL, you could only be a a trickery quarterback in the NFL, and that's that's all he was. Which you know, and you got to use what you got to get, what you got in in um in this day and age in the NFL. But um, anyways, when we when we really look at the the uh, the, the the Cleveland Browns, it's just it, you know. The quarterback, Josh McGowan, had two fumbles. He lost one. That right there is going to always put you in a in a, in a serious bind. Um, the, the guy, Crawwell, the leading rusher, he had nine rushes for 23 yards. That's just not going to get it done. Uh, Josh McGowan had six, six attempts for 59 yards. And uh, Kessler had 11 attempts for 91 yards. That's just really not... Um, Going to get it done. Hey, uh, we got we got Kenneth from Saint Augustine calling us. Ken, what's going on? Hey, Daryl, how you doing, buddy? Loving this life I got. Every second of it, brother. I can I, I, I hear you. I feel the same way. 
So what's the you know, topic tonight? I hear you talking professional football. You're talking the Cleveland Browns. You need to throw the Jaguars in there and then the Minnesota Vikings, too, because they lost four in a row. Well, well, you know, we can't. We, we really cannot say the Jaguars, the Browns, and the, um, and the 49ers are nowhere close to the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, those are yeah. real cellar dwellers, those teams, man. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and it, it's really bad. We're actually talking about how bad the NFL is this year. And I don't know whether it's because we have so many games now. And I think that parody. Thursday night parody. game. Parody. Uh, I don't parody. I don't mind yeah, parody. parody. I don't yeah, mind parody. What I'm saying is, you know, but take a look. Let's, for example, let's look at the New England Patriots. Belichick has gone 10 seasons winning 12 games or more. How come they can win 12 games or more and none of the other teams can? What's his, what's his formula? That seems to be a formula people should adopt. <laughs> it works. You think you think he's you think he's giving it away? Uh, he, that's well, why he's so secretive. He's probably the most secretive coach in the NFL what, because he, he don't anybody, let nobody has, know what has, he does. Has, but I mean, has anybody ever approached him and asked him? I don't hey, know. I'm just, I'm just yeah. I'm saying. I mean, if I would, if I were a coach in the NFL today. And I were to look around, and I want to be a success coming out the gate. The first person, I, the first team I'd, I'd look at would be the New England Patriots. You know, then maybe followed by the Seattle Seahawks. You know, you know, I'm talking about teams that seem to have a, a strong nucleus, guys, because you're taking guys from different colleges around the country, you're putting them together, and making a team out of them. How come these guys seem to be able to do that? And other coaches can't because they're taking hey. guys from winning programs most of the time. So it's not like these guys aren't used to winning. They, I know they like to win. That's why they're competing. So why can't they win? Well, you know, Belichick, he says he likes something wrong with the formula. Like, you got to get a different formula. The formula is not right. And the team with the best formula out there, the New England Patriots. He has a great formula. But when you it's look so, at it. He's he probably the only guy that got three white guys at wide receiver. And all three of them catching passes and winning and scoring touchdowns. So it ain't Hello? just, yeah, I'm saying, Hello? it's him. Hello? It's this dude. Because when you look at these same cats so, in college, they was just okay. They get on so his team you, so and all you, of a sudden, hey, they, 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 they Gronkowski. You know, I'm just well, saying, man, the know, guy has something that he's not giving away. And, well, you know, and, you know, and you know he cuts you in a heartbeat. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't mean cut you off. Go ahead. I'm saying he will cut you in a heartbeat, and 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 I well, think that's because well, when he sees well, something now, that's messing up what he has, he'll well, get rid of. Same approach. That's the same approach Jimmy Johnson used in Dallas. He used the yeah. same formula. Jimmy Johnson would ship you out of there in a hot second. He didn't care yeah. if he was a five hundred thousand dollar athlete or a fifty million dollar athlete. And I tell you, man. That seems to be, you know, and I'm not saying that these guys shouldn't make the money. They should. I don't have a problem with the free enterprise system. Make as much money as you can based on your abilities and skills. But, you know, when you get paid, you got to produce. I'll and say this, though. We talk the same thing, though, right? Check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, Belichick will get rid of you in a heartbeat. Yeah. He How does. many guys have we heard Pete Carroll get rid of? He should, he got, 
he just they just got that they just shipped that guy down here from uh to, to Jacksonville for ninety million. That Super Bowl tackle, we got him, but here's Jacksonville. And, and you know what Noah P. Carroll did, though, too? I'll say this. Pardon I was me? thinking about it. He got rid of Percy Harvin, who I thought was probably one of the better players in the league. But Percy yeah, Harvin Percy was never, crazy. to me, a good team player. And he Percy got rid of crazy. him real quick. Crazy. And took a loss. He was a troublemaker. He was. He was. He a I, I don't know if he was or not. He appeared to not he be was, a good teammate. Man. Percy won. Percy, listen. Listen. On a football team, you got one leader. That's the coach. Everybody know from Pop Warner. You and I have been playing. We play football at Pop Warner. You know the coach is like the captain of a ship. He like the general. What he say goes. You may not like it, but you know that's it. That's it. Now you not getting enough playing time. We don't care about your playing time. We care about the team winning. That's the problem with the NFL. You know that's why the Patriots keep winning. That's why those mediocre athletes go up there and become great. Because they become part of something. That's what it is. He ain't got no, it's no secret. He's just an old-fashioned coach who go up there and say, hey, we're a team. We live and die as a team. That's all it is. Hey, yeah, I feel you, man. That's all it is. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's just that simple. And you can see it. You can see it. You can see it. You can see it. Sometimes you can see it between athletes in the league. For example, Julio Jones. And uh, Maddie Ice, they play just like you know the Atlanta Falcons play like that sometimes. Then they get they get crazy. They play like a team like hey, Julio's yeah, attitude is I don't care how many catches I get, just as long as they win. I agree. That's all it's yeah. about. You know the team. Not hey, how much money you're making. Yeah. Thanks for calling, man. We got to take a quick okay, commercial man. break, man. And don't be a strange okay, man. We here, we here every Monday night. We want to hear know, your man, opinion I told about you I like all to watch this. Gotham on Monday. I know, but we want to hear all of this about your sports life, man. Thanks for okay, calling, Steve. We, thanks for calling, <laughs> okay. We appreciate it. I'll call you again. It. All right. Hey, guys, we're okay, going to take buddy. a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host JD Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're tapping into the autumn bite for bass, walleyes, catfish, and more with J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, Steel's Reel in the Outdoors with Joe Thomas, and Ronnie Green from A Fishing Story. We'll discuss how to pattern their movements, must-have tackle for the fall bite, and how the weather affects their feeding patterns. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. 
Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, um, we got Scott on the line. Scott, what's going on? I'm with Daryl. What's going on? Hey, man. I'm doing what, good, uh, man. Watching this uh, college football this weekend, uh, it's uh, kind of shows uh, about some of your teams uh, that had Miami, uh, you know, put something on Pittsburgh, and then they turn around and take care of Clemson. Yeah. That tells how about you we, that? we ain't that far off. How about that? And how about how about Duke um, beating North Carolina? I know it is crazy. Well, and then yeah. we got Duke at the end of the year, uh, you yeah. know. So uh, we need to make sure that we take care of Duke too. Yeah, we, yeah, we want to uh, uh, let them take care of us like uh, they did uh, North Carolina. Yeah, and we still got to play them. Yeah, we got to play yeah. Duke. Yeah, yeah, that's our last home game. So uh, uh, I. I, I I'm hoping that, you know, we've uh, turned things around now. Uh, we're on a two-game win streak now, so but we let uh, a few of them get, get away that shouldn't have, uh, we shouldn't have. But yeah, you know, that, all, that's, that's for sure. You know, I, I was at that Florida State game, and we we really let that one just just get away yeah. from us. Yeah, I was there too, and I, I, I can't believe that, you know, we lost by one point, you know, that just, but, you know, but we always play Florida State hard, and they always play us hard. So yeah, that's why they always, call them uh, rivals, buddy. It's always a great you know? game. Yeah, and, and and it is. It's a it's a true rivalry game. You know what I mean? You know, so um, it, it, it's hard to say who's going to win that game. And, uh, and that I think round. they've had a better team the last couple of years too. But I think we we yeah. on our way back. I really do. I, I yeah. really like what I see. We are. I mean, we just gotta you know get a few more scholarships back and and uh, let uh, uh, Rick get a few of his recruits in there. And and uh, I think things are going to turn around. I mean, we already got uh, a decent quarterback, uh, and we got another one coming in, the kid out of Ocala. So I think we're we're, we're going to be. Uh, Looking forward uh, to having a, uh, a lot better seasons uh, from here on out. Uh, you, but we, we definitely you, need it because, man, we've been uh, in the dirt for a while. Do you do you think the kid Kaya is um, is going pro? That is a, that is the question. Uh, does he? He he's got a couple. I mean, he's got two options: uh, to go ahead and go on pro and get what you know. Uh, maybe they'll somebody will look at him for what he's done because if he has another bad year, uh, then you know his his stock will definitely go down. You know, and he'll be lucky to get uh, you know get uh, drafted in in the top three three rounds. You know, somebody might pick him up in the fourth round, but he's uh, he's got. A, Right now, I think he could. He could. Uh, somebody will probably take him in the second or third round. Uh, I, I think he's lost the the, the first round status, uh, uh, um, because that's what he was looking at, you know, coming into this year. But uh, 
you know, and it's not all his fault. You know, the, the offensive line hasn't been uh, playing up the par at all. So, uh, I, 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 I would agree with that somewhat too. Yeah, you know. Um, let me ask you one more question, Scott. I know, I know, we got to get out of here because we got some other callers online. Um, what you think about the um, the running backs when we got the um, Joseph Yerby, um, um, Gus Edwards got eleven carries for sixty eight yards this week. I tell you and, what, uh, and Mark we, Walton I has think, sixteen uh, rushes back, for one hundred and eleven yards. Are, What's that I, now? I think we're 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 good at running back. I mean, because uh, any given time, any of those three running backs can can really you know have a hundred yard game. And uh, you know if if our offensive line you know keeps getting better, that's going to help out. You know, uh, but any. Of those three running backs can can uh, can really make a game. I mean, that first game they had each one of them had a hundred yards, and uh, yeah, it wasn't against anybody. But you know they they're going to get better. And the thing is, you got three options there. So I mean, it's always great to have a uh, you know uh, some backups that are, are are decent running backs. You know. Yeah, without uh, a doubt. I, I think without we'll be fine. I, I really, I really do. I think. Yeah. Uh, as long as they stay healthy, uh, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. And Scott, we got to go. But um, um, what you think about this kid, Stacy Kohler? His his season has not been um, uh, not nearly what was expected from me, and I'm sure it didn't re- hasn't reached his expectations. Uh, two receptions, 39 yards in the game on um, on Saturday. Uh, just didn't you know? He just hasn't had the numbers that um, that that we would. Well, basically, what I'm saying is his NFL stock has dropped. It has, it has, uh, and uh, I mean, actually, his uh, it's no better than he was last year. And I mean, for a kid of his status, he he should be the the go to guy. And and in anymore, he he's not, he's not the go to guy. There, this uh, new kid, uh, Richardson, uh, he's a uh, he's showing more uh, than what oh, yeah. uh, Stacy Coley has. Yeah. And I don't know. I but, think Stacy's open sometime. He's just not getting the ball. Yeah. Hey, Scott, we yeah. got to run, man. But hey, don't be a stranger, I man. Know. We're here every Monday night on the Sports Info you Radio Show. Yes, sir. Take, Take care. care. Peace and love, brother. Hey, um, um, Steve, we got Steve on the line. Matt, what's happening with Steve? Steve, what's going on? Oh, number 37, how you doing? Hey man, loving this life I got, man. Loving this life yes, I you, got. Yes, you do. Good show yeah. as always. Hey, thank, you, thank you, Steve. You was preaching it, boy. That's thank you. how I feel too. You know, hey, you know, um, I, I I've seen a lot of progress at uh, with this football team at University of Miami in the last couple of days, and um, and I just in the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know, we put two week two wins in a row. That's that's big for us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and I I see some of um some of Mark Rick's discipline, and um, and 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 a lot of what he's trying to um, convey to this team and to the fans, I see it. I I really do. I'm you know I'm I'm disappointed like like a, a true um, former player and alumnus would be, but I, I really see um see some things that are getting better. Absolutely. I mean, hey. Yeah. I think they have the right guy down there. I mean, he, he understands the culture. So basically, that's that's number one. The kids have come. 
the kids will come. I mean, he, he, he got fertile territory as far as recruiting is concerned, but it, the culture is right. You know, you don't have a you have a guy that's familiar with the territory, and he's successful at Georgia. As as I mentioned before, you know, you win ten ball games a year, and people let you go. I I appreciate the guy coming down. Oh, I do too. Without question, you know, I think he's gonna make a. Well, I, I, like I said, I already see uh, see the difference. Hey, you know, um, we got what uh, six wins already this year. And we got NC yeah. State and Duke. Um, we got a chance to get eight wins this this year. Um, I'm not. I'm. I think. I think that's pretty much like right on the mark. Now um, right next the, year, where are they supposed to be? Given what all yeah. the teams have went through within the past few years, man, it's uh, basically where where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Hey, um, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I, this is a little bit off of um, off the hurricane beaten path, but. Uh, Hey, you know, I heard, did you hear about um, uh, uh, Luther Campbell's salute? No. Yeah, Luther Campbell had a salute to Bush Davis for getting the FIU job. Wow. Wow, Bush Davis got the FIU job, man. I don't he know. Is. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Bush must want mm-hmm. to just get back to Miami, man. He must got a nice house down there or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, living down there, you always love the place. Yeah, you always love Miami, you, man. You always love the to, place. Well, ooh, well, you can always love Miami. So he must got a nice crib down there. He want to get down oh, south, yeah. you know, because the FIU job. But, hey, because, you know, he was just up for the, the UM job last year. Yes. Yeah. You know, this is a pretty back, big step. They didn't want to bring him back because of the, the his past. That that's what that was. Because he's been perfect yeah, guy too. He he know the culture. Yeah, and you're right. And and but but I'm happy for Butch because I know he's gonna change that program. No lie. People gonna the kids gonna want to come and play for him. So those same mm-hmm. kids gonna say, I ain't going to Mississippi or, or Wisconsin. I'm gonna go to FIU. Hey, Butch Davis, he coached for Cleveland Browns, won championships at UM. It's Butch Davis, man. These kids, these kids, these kids grew up seeing this guy at UM doing big things. So and and some of the same parents gonna say, Well, hey, Butch got a raw deal, or he um he may have he he got Butch was trying to help people. At North Carolina, a lot of parents feel that way because he probably was. You know, he's helping kids with money, so right, uh, right. He's gonna he's gonna get some recruits. You know, that's what I oh, what I question. Yeah, yes, question. Sir. And he's gonna win some games. Yep. Oh yeah. Hey, well, Steve, so- Steve, um, what's up, man? You know, before we go, uh, we got to get a little um, Jaguar report from you. Uh, well, you live in Jacksonville. The stat of the stat of the uh, stat of the week. Uh, Ollie, what I'm going to tell you is uh, in the last five games, the Jaguars have had two minutes and 58 seconds for the total game. In the five games, they've wow. only led for two minutes and 58 seconds. Wow. You can't play from behind and, and win that lead. No, no. And that, that's, that's, that's been the, the, the whole stat. And, um yesterday uh it kind of proved uh where they were after the guy he he tries to throw the ball away which he says hey if you the screen is not open you throw it at the guy's feet he, he threw it at his feet real accurate and it popped up right yeah. to the other guy's hand so 
I, I just don't know what what, what they're gonna do with, with that guy there, man. He, yeah, you speaking said, of Blake Bortles. My take on him. I, I just think that you almost have to grow up playing the quarterback position, and I I think someone's catching up with him. But hopefully they get it right. But like I said, um, in the past five games, you only you only let you know first quarter slow. You only led for two minutes, fifty eight minutes for the whole five games. That's 20 yeah. quarters. Yeah. You know, I heard an unbelievable stat for the Jaguars, and uh, and this is just a, a true stat of a loser. The Jaguars haven't had a turnover in 21 mm. quarters. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, I mean, it, it, and the way, the way the NFL throws the ball now, I mean... They haven't had a turnover in 21 quarters. That is just, that's, that's, that's hard to fathom. It's unacceptable. It, 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 it's it unacceptable. That, it parallels that, that, that 20 quarters, which I said they haven't led. So, yeah. you know, you, you you can't get turnovers when they people holding on to the ball because the, the guy yesterday from Houston, he was nothing. He, he was okay. I mean, but Osweiler was, was, was basically kind of yeah. nothing. And oh, man. Osweiler had, had 14, 14 or 27 for 99 yards. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I mean, that? and that's laughable, really. And a quarterback threw for less than 100 yards and beat the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah. Not, not good. That's not, not good. good. You know, that's not good. But at the same time, the Jaguars gave up 181 yards rushing. And they only yeah. gained eighty yards rushing. Yeah, and you know, and, and the funny thing about it, that Chris Ivory, you sign up for big money. You think he's going to be the bellwether guy? You start yelling, and then bring him in. Now, Chris Ivory coming. He had a, a good game against Kansas City, and you start him off on the bench. That's questionable. Real questionable. So we'll uh, we'll definitely have to see exactly how how they. I just don't. I, I'm not confident in the guys, and I don't think either are they. Well, you know, uh, I hate to I hate to say this, but I'm gonna throw it out there. Uh, Chris Ivory is another Toby Gerhardt. I'm gonna say it like that. He's a little bit better. <laughs> <He's> a- <laughs> Chris Ivory is a Toby Gerhardt on welfare. That's all he is, man. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Come on. Well, at least he, had, at least he, had, he had he had he had a 100-yard game. Yeah, I yeah, was in the league still. Yeah. Hey, um, I take that back because uh, Toby Gerhardt really just, he came in here with a mask on and just stole money. You understand what I'm saying? He had oh, old yeah. ski he, mask he, on when he came to Jacksonville. Stick him up. Yeah. Give me all the money. Yeah, I ain't gonna he, do, I ain't gonna do he, nothing. He, he, he I'm gonna fall out after two yards. If I get two yards, I'm gonna fall down. <laughs> but no, you know, Chris Ivory, he has ran hard, man. But this guy came here, and I think the Giants, I think, I think the Jets knew that he was, he had sicknesses and illnesses when he left New York, and because he came Whoa. here, he was under the weather, man. And I don't think he's ever really, really recovered. And I'm not sure he ever will recover from the sicknesses and illnesses that he has. Well, well, that's a great mystery to me. Maybe you know. I'm a, the game that's the first game that he missed. Nobody said anything. I'm still he never said anything. 
what was happening? What's the illness? Uh, I don't know, but I'm gonna tell you, man. This is one of those guys that um, he ran the ball like Earl Campbell in his early years, and he wasn't no Earl Campbell. You understand what I'm saying? It was nothing for him right. to lower his head on a linebacker, a safety, anybody. Man, when you lower right. that head that many times, man, I mean, you know, you can only yeah. do that for so many times, and then you right. catch up. And like I say, I think he was damaged goods when he got to Jacksonville. I ain't, I ain't, you know, I don't know, but I don't think we we're, we're getting, you know, nine rushes, thirty-one yards. Now, at the same time, here he is. He's sharing rushes with um Toby uh, with um T.J. Yeldon, but and nine rushes might not be enough for um uh, for Chris Ivory. He's one of them guys that need at least eighteen, twenty rushes in a game. Supposed to run him. Yeah, you're supposed that's to what run he him. Yeah. Supposed to run him because, like, yeah. as you mentioned before, how many more? How many more does he have? He doesn't have a bunch of carries in him. Hey, he don't have a bunch, so you yeah. might as well. And that's what you bought him here for. You know, you brought him here to to get some miles on him, man. You know, please get some long miles on this dude, man. Hey, Steve, we got to run, man. But hey, don't okay. be a stranger. Okay. We here every Monday run night. between the time of a good show. Hey, man, I'm always trying to run hard between the tackles, baby. And I throw a block in there between every once in a while. <laughs> How about catch a pass, too, now? <laughs> Out of the backfield, hey, I throw my arrow on arrow V. I'm good for it, baby. <laughs> catch that three and you better gain five. Hey, let's get yes, out of here, Steve. We'll holler at you on the next week for sure. All right, my brother. Have a good Hey, um, Matt, we got, um, we got Vince on the line still? Vince, Hello? what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Mr. Oliver? Hey, man, um, I'm loving life, man. I just, you know, I got, I got a beautiful life here. I love it. You know, I live in North Florida. It's, the weather's changing up here. I even had to turn my heat on for a little while a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, I looked up, it was 63 did, outside. Can I say this on the radio? <laughs> what's that? That I've been a friend from... Family from your hometown. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, oh, oh! That's the last place I could touch you. If, if they from my I, hometown, I, 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 and I ain't bragging, I ain't bragging. Now they, they from, from my hometown, hometown, and they grew up, grew up there. Then they, they know me. And, uh, I, I'm, that's, that's, I know a lot of people. They, 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 she, 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 she told me she and her family was the, the Jaisal. And uh, Cromwell family. Oh, Cromo okay. Family. So they they so they know me, huh? And, yeah. And, and she said, "Mother, them stay up there right now." And it, I just happened to be sitting down in the truck, and I was just talking. I was thinking about you, and, and next thing you know, it got to a conversation. And she said, "I'm from Palaka, Florida." I said, "No, you ain't." I said, "Well, I'll be on the talk show when I get him chance." She said, "Palaka, they growing up over there." Ah, well, I, I can now. tell you, Vince. I live in Park Coast, Florida. <laughs> I know. I'm a good. I, well, I call for like a Park Coast. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, we'll take that too. I'm gonna go to Hey, so man, what's going? Go what's going on? Now. What's going on with the um? How you feel about these Miami Hurricanes? You know, they don't want two games in a row. They bowl eligible. Mark Rick got two more games to go. Um, you know, a lot of people like they what they see. It. I know. I like what I see. I like what I see. I, I already knew they had, they got the potential. I I knew that. It just I knew it was gonna take time. It's just little things that I just like. 
because that, I say much that I don't like her. I've been a king diehard since the eighties, since you, Michael, and Stubbs, and Kozar, Tessarity. I can name them. I look like I can touch them by my hand as a friend and and justify that the the the, the atmosphere that that Lyman produced. That was that's that's the lineman that I know that produced athlete to go in the NFL and become successful athlete and come back and bring back to the school and enjoy the school. But my main thing was I heard you talking one time a little bit earlier with the dude from um about about Bush Davis coming down here. Which I think that's a plus for Bush Davis, but I think that's a plus for Against Miami because if Miami don't be careful, all the players they lose being strictly strict, they are going to FIU. FIU, yeah, FIU. They will be going there. And which I know Bush, they run a tight shift. I know Rick run a tight shift. But at the same time, you know, the state of Florida got the best talent in the world. I don't care where you go. You play down here in Miami and FIU. You play anywhere, and, and about five years ago, you didn't even know who the fuck you were. You're right. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. I know for you to come by there for you, he already know he's going to have a feeler from Miami because everybody can't go to UM. And they got feelers. It's what they can A plus go we have because I bet you in three years, you have so many players getting drafted from FIU just as good as they got drafted from Miami to go play pro football because that's a good program. And and they finna set off a good program. It's, it's like a, a baby UM. That's what they're going to call it. A baby university. <laughs> you, can you can go right to FIU. You know what I mean? If UM don't want you, hey, we come on to FIU. You know, and what you got talent, just like in basketball, Miami Dade College got plenty of talent. You got a lot of people go to Miami Dade College and people don't put them on the map. You know what I mean? You know, them little schools, they don't look down on them. But I bet you they don't overlook you no more. Yeah. Hey, stay miss. We got to get out of here, man. We almost out of here. We mm -hmm. got to run, brother. And we got some people on hold. Hey, we'll holler at you okay. next week. Don't be a stranger. Call yeah, us for nice to hear from you too, brother. Thanks okay, a lot. I ain't gonna hold you. Right. Hey Matt, we oh. got uh, we got Ray on the line. Hey yeah, Ray's here. Ray, what's going on? Oh man, I've I've enjoyed uh, just listening. Uh, don't get to call in that often. Um, Monday nights are kind of full for me, but uh, I always enjoy uh, the show, and uh, especially when we're talking UM and some of the things you were talking earlier about uh, some of the pro things, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing now, the the college game, like you say, I, I think the college game is even more exciting. When you see a weekend like we had this past weekend with, uh, what, two, three, four, and number eight getting beat. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're talking about Miami playing Duke at the end of the year. You know, Duke went up to South Bend and won. So Yeah. When you uh, look at those programs and the talent being spread around, and just like the gentleman was talking about FIU, uh, you got uh, several schools that uh, when Coach Snellenberg was there at the UM, he said uh, everything below I-4. Well, below I-4, now you have 
Central Florida, South Florida, <laughs> Miami, FIU, FAU. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, it, you know, and, and we still say we have a wealth of talent here in the yeah. state of Florida. Yeah. And, and I think Mark Rick is uh, really going to tap into a lot of that talent because it's a lot of people still want to go to the University of Miami because of the history and because, you know, I was looking at a game a couple of days ago, man, and um, um, this this cat, this guy that played for UM last year, cornerback, didn't get drafted, but is starting for the Cleveland Browns. Now, that ain't, a, that ain't saying a whole lot, but hey, at no, heck no, I take that back. He is starting in the NFL. Didn't get drafted, exactly. and that and that's why kids still want to go and play at the University of Miami. Um, Jimmy Graham only played one oh, year yeah, at yeah. the University and, of Miami. You know what I mean? And then the uh, Steeler game yesterday, uh, uh, yeah. Chicolo on the field and Chicolo, and, and he's been it. with and he's been with the Steelers for since he left college. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm um, uh, 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 Sean Spence. Who played with um, with Pittsburgh for years was I just saw him starting for the Tennessee Titans just a couple day, uh, couple days yesterday, man. Yeah. And so that's the reason. And I've always said this: Sunday is the number one recruiter for the University of Miami, and yeah. still is today. Yep. Hey Ray, we got some callers holding on, man. And I know, and I know you got to run, but hey, thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Oh, yeah. I am good good Hey, thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. Bye now. Hey, man. Hey, Matt, we got got Samantha on the line? Hello? Samantha, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Dale? Oh, man, I can hear the smile. I can can hear the (laughs) smile on your face. (laughs) I said it right the first time. I can hear the smile on your face. Man, them Cowboys eight and one, and I can hear the smile on your face. Wow! I'm trying no. so hard to control it to maintain, and it's I'm, I'm having a hard time. Yeah, are they eight and one, Dale? I think they're eight and one. I'm almost sure are that's they what they're doing. Right yeah, they're eight and one, Samantha. I, I, I and, just needed Dale to say it again. I, I just wanted him to say it. <laughs> 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 I didn't need to hear him say it again. <laughs> <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys are eight to one, Samantha. And, and I and I actually gave them credit tonight for being what I think is the best team, one of the best teams in the NFL. And and I say that because I think that I think the New England Patriots are a good team, the Seattle Seahawks are a very good team, and the Dallas Cowboys are in the same mix with those three teams. Yes, and and you know I was hesitant to say that at all. You know, as I watched them play and watched them win and figure it out, and I at first was thinking, okay, well maybe you know it just went their way this time. But then, yeah, the more I watched, I'm like, no, they really are a good team. You know, some people don't want to recognize it, and it's hard for me here because you know I live in Washington D.C., uh, which is anti Dallas Cowboy territory. But you know, even here, they're starting to reluctantly. You know, recognize them as a good team. You know, so a lot of my friends were saying, uh, you know, I hate your team, but they're good. You know, so it's, I think people are starting to recognize them at least as a good team and not just as a lucky team because it looks like they, some things seem to kind of work out for them and other things seem like they think it through and they're making it happen as opposed to just a lucky catch or, you know, a lucky turn of events. So, yeah, I'm happy right now. 
early early in the season, I think a lot of people thought it was just like this rookie luck. You know, this rookie yeah. quarterback, he's lucky. He got lucky yeah. on a few passes. But I think when we look at the Cowboys now, we know that this kid is doing his homework. And uh, and this yeah. team is rallying around this this quarterback is making this team a better team. And I think everybody recognizes that. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I think, and, it, you know, we, we can't. We have to give credit to the O line also. I mean, we have to look at the team itself. Not only, you know, I, I give you know lots of love to the quarterback, uh, you know, but I and the running back. I mean, you know, to the two rookies, of course, we give lots of love. But we also have to give love to who's standing up in front of them, making it easier for them to get through, and making it easier for him to appear as comfortable as he does appear. You know, standing up there as we count one one thousand, two one thousand, watching him survey the field. So I mean, it's it's just the team itself, you know, and that's that's what's making me feel good. Yeah, and it, and and this kid uh, Prescott is putting up some impressive numbers. And what Absolutely. we see now is that he's getting more comfortable with the superstar on his team. Yes. And it's only one real superstar on this team, yes. and that's Dez Bryant. And before you'd see him sprinkling some passes to Dead Bryant, he'd get like one, two. And Dez has, has had some injuries, so he's been kind of in and out of the lineup this mm-hmm. year. But this week, we see him being the number one target above everyone yeah. six receptions, 111 yards, and one TD. Now, and he was on, and he was targeted nine times, but he caught six passes. So now you see yeah. that he's the number one target. But everybody else is still catching passes too now, you know. And um, I think that's a good thing. Still making people happy, you know. Yep, yep. Including me. (laughs) (laughs) And every other Dallas Cowboy fan in America. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and and Jerry Jones came out. I think it was yesterday, and he said that uh, Tony Romo, Tony Romo, is the backup quarterback. Yes, that's what he said. He finally came out and said it. Yeah. And I shouldn't say finally. He said it, you know, as, as the weeks went on. I shouldn't say finally. Because he didn't really need to say that before now. We, you watch it as it plays out. And, you know, it didn't really need to be said before now. A lot of people were pushing for it. But, you know, that's not really our place to do that. But we always do because we feel like we know more than the people know whose job it is. But, you know what I mean? It's a complaint. You watch it, watch things unfold, watch the team develop, watch how the players are, you know, start to mesh. And, then you make that statement when it's appropriate, and I think he did. So. I, I think you're right. You know, and, yeah. and you know, when um when we look at, at, at these two quarterbacks from yesterday, um, um, Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger, 37 completions, 46 attempts for 408 yards. I know, yes. And a loss. And yeah. he he targeted Antonio Brown eighteen times. Antonio Brown caught fourteen passes for one hundred and fifty-four yes. yards. And I guess what I'm saying is that he 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 targeted him a lot and threw a lot of passes. But this kid Prescott threw a lot of passes to a lot of people. But yes. not necessarily that many targets. You know what I mean? He was really right. aiming at Antonio Brown all the time. Where where this kid, Dak Prescott, he comes from the scout team. So he comes from playing with the number twos, number threes. You know, so yes. he's he's happy to throw to a number three and number two. So it's it's not a big deal for him. 
where Roethlisberger has to feed the ego of Antonio Brown. Right, right. Prescott doesn't have so to that, feed that puts, anybody's ego. Puts Prescott he's, in a better position. You know, in that respect, puts him in a better position because he can just survey the field. He doesn't have to look for that one guy. Yeah, and it puts their team in a much better position too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Samantha, before we get out of here, um, you know, University of Miami is hold on. University of Miami has won two games in a row, and yeah. we only have Four two eligible. games left. Yeah. Um, and that's what we need, Daryl. <laughs> you, you know that. <laughs> we needed those two games in a row. We needed those victories. And Samantha, the Hurricanes <laughs> are bold eligible. So I'm letting you yeah. know, wherever they're going, yeah. we're going to make some plans to go to the bowl. I'm letting yes, you know we now. We are, Daryl. We All are. Right. So until we find out. I hope it's okay. in Florida so I don't have to go very far. You know, but I we're making so plans to go to the boat. Okay. So I have no problem. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know, we we got to do this this year. We haven't been to a bowl in a while, um, and it's time. You know, it's it's really it's time. time for us to. And, and I really, I'm really very happy with the strides that uh, Mark Rick has made um, mm-hmm. with this football team, and uh, and we knew it was going to be some growing pains, and um, yeah. and they were, they they, they really yeah. were, but. But it's still positive, though. We're still pleased, though. You know, yeah. we know it wasn't going to come out and be, you know, an undefeated season. We knew that, you know. So, so we're good. Yeah. We're going it's to a all- bowl. That's what we're doing. We're, you and I are going to make our plans, and we'll be there. We'll be there. Hey, Samantha, we got to run. Right. At the end, hey, we're at the end of the show. And thanks for closing us, closing us out with some Dallas Absolutely. Cowboys news. And, you know, you know, you're the biggest Cowboy fan I know. <laughs> of course, yes. Hey, right. Thanks, Sam. Hey, we'll be back next week with more sports information. Hey, thank you. Always. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more sports info UM. We'll see you then.